Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. So, this teaching, I've entitled it Lost and Found. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought of several different things that came to mind when I think of lost and found. I don't know what you think of. You think of any of you benefited from a lost and found before. Um, my mother-in-law is a um, chaplain at a Christian school. And then we benefit, or our kids benefit at the end of the year, um, the things that aren't taken from the lost and found. She takes what is lost and now she finds it and gives it to our children. And they're blessed with some of the stuff is like... New, new shirts, look like they've been worn once, you know, shoes, kids are constantly losing their shoes, they come once with a brand new pair of shoes, and then they go home, I don't know what happened to my shoes, and it, they're sitting in the lost and found all year long, so parents, new parents, new dads, if you're wondering uh, where your kid's shoes are at, check the lost and found, but uh, more so in the context, um, you know, scripturally, what it means to be lost, and what it means to be found, and I was thinking back to my 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 child years, and I just took Max on a, on a bike trip. I've been promised, he's been asking me like every day for last year, when's my turn, Dad? When's my turn, Dad? And Charmaine's always hesitant about him riding on the back of the bike, but he's eight years old, and he can hold on tight, right? Like he's, we've done a few little short little trips, and so we went to Gibson's, and, and we had a great time, and and uh, when I was there, though, I, I found that he sometimes he would take some more freedoms and he'd run off. And I remember being that age, like, I couldn't stay put. And several times I got lost as a kid. But my parents always told me that if I ever got lost, to stay where I'm at. And they would find me, right? Stay in the same place and they'd find me. And in many cases, I bet our, our Heavenly Father would like us to just stay put for a moment so we can find each other, right? Because yeah. we get so busy in life. And he's like, would you just be still and know that I am God, <laughs> Right? And I don't know if, if you ever feel lost when it, when it comes to even being fully present, uh, fully aware, fully in the moment. I, ask, I always ask Charmaine, you know, before doing these teachings, are you sensing anything uh, for the man? And one of the things she had said is just being fully present, that the Spirit is saying to us that we need to be fully present. Sometimes we don't think we're lost. We think we're right where we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. But we get so busy in our busyness that we miss God's business. And we can miss, you know, and that can go right from the home, being fully aware, fully present to our kids and our spouse, to even in this church, you know, uh, Sunday morning with the man uh, at the job site when you're when you're at work, you know, realizing that God is at work with your neighbor, uh, your coworkers, they're watching you. There's a lot of them that are hurting, that are looking for healing, and they're looking for hope, and that's found in you. And if we take a moment sometimes just to pause you know, in his presence and realize that, yeah, in a man's way, he, in a man's heart, he plans his ways, but it's God that directs his steps. If we are open and willing to God interrupting our day with appointments that are his appointments and not ours, I think that we'll learn to be still in his presence, okay? So um, one thing is for sure that where we can always find each other as men, even in the busyness, is in God's house, you know, coming here this morning. Uh, so I want to position ourselves uh, in here, you know, this is the place that God wants to start, but also in here in his house, you know, with God's purpose as we pursue his presence together. And I couldn't have been more proud this morning, just so you guys know. I, one, I feel honored when you guys are honored. And when I looked at the patio and I looked at, well, three or four, no more than that, I saw Ethan first thing this morning. He already had the gate before we got here. And that just warmed my heart. And then I saw three men outside of the front gate already waiting. 
and uh, Pastor Rudy was already here. There's like the list goes on. I think Dell was here, but seeing everybody come in so early, prepared, and then all hanging out and you know connecting and fellowship, I just felt like man, I couldn't be more proud. You know, if somebody new walked in for the first time to men's group, wow, or driving by this morning or looking out their window, you know, because they heard some racket or some noise and some worship music and some men are outside gathering, you know, like, the, but the, what it looks like is it looks like, um, looks like Jesus, you know, it looks like fellowship, it looks like community, and I couldn't be more proud. So I'm really, yeah, you can give yourself a round of applause for that. Um, so here Jesus is being presented at the temple. And uh, although his call remained the same, there were many times, there were many times when, uh, Pastor, I'm just trying to catch up on my notes, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. There's many times um, when both Jesus and his parents, again, needed to trust through the trial. So the Hebrew words, okay, I looked up a few Hebrew words, so all you people that like to interpret the, the, the Hebrew translation, but the Hebrew word for transition means passage, crossing, passing, transfer, right? Uh, the Hebrew word for lost, which you, would th- which, which you would understand means perish, right? Hopeless, missing, gone, or stray. The word Hebrew for found means soaked, saturated staying. Come on, this is powerful. The Hebrew word for found means soaked, saturated, and stay. And so the word that the Lord put on my heart this morning was don't stray, instead stay. That's, I think that's for everybody, but somebody that's going to really speak to your heart this morning. Okay? So verse 27 says, moved by the Spirit... He went, so this was Simeon, right? Went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. So Simeon was, it says, was righteous and he was devoted man of God. And the Holy Spirit was on him. The Spirit moves us, just like the Spirit moves Simeon, towards the church, not away. You notice that? This is just straight scripture here. Simeon was moved towards the church by the Spirit. So my first point is that our call is found in God's community. This is important. We have to know this. There, sometimes there's a misinterpretation. Well, you know that, yes, your ministry is whatever you do, do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord. But we are still called to gather, not forsaking, coming together, and the gathering all the more as the days approach. Right? So I just want, I just want to be clear, because sometimes, no, most times, the enemy will take the truth and twist it. Right? It's the and. It's not one or the other. Yes, everything you do is ministry. I'm, I'm one of those that will tell you that. That's how I got the revelation. I was in ministry when I was working at a custom shop because the people were coming in and I prayed, Lord, you know, I had visions of me being a part of ministry and doing ministry. And I thought, I love my job, but I thought you always called me into ministry. And it was in that moment that he put pictures of people in front of my face. I could see them clear as day coming into the shop. They were coming because of relationship. You know, so, so yes, you are in ministry. We are all in ministry. And we can't neglect our coming together that our call is found in God's community. You with me? Okay. So there's many places that we like to gather around common interests, right? We call our passions, you know, riding motorcycle, all our hobbies. This is all ministry, right? But however, our number one call is the church. That's our number one call. Christ laid down his life for what? The church. 
And he even gives us the example of how we are to treat our spouse, how we're supposed to treat our wives. Ephesians 5, 25 to 29. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for who? For her. So we're supposed to love our wives and we're supposed to live our lives the way that Christ lived his, giving his life up for the church, right? The church has always been our call. The church is plan A. You've heard it said before, there's no plan B, right? Second Peter 3, 9 says, the Lord is not slow to keeping his promises. Some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Why? Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Again, the Hebrew word for lost is translated perish, right? So to avoid being lost in transition, one of the things you can see right there in the scripture is we must learn to be patient. (laughs) Sorry, it's not in your notes, but it's important that we have patience when it comes um, to others and when it comes to transitioning. That's the one that is the hardest for me. I've had to learn more and more and we're learning it in our teaching that there's an urgency and there's patience. There's some things that are urgent, and then there's the patience is, you know what, a lifetime. There's a lifetime of discipleship that we are committed to. We just talked about the queen. It's not 70 years, it's eternity. We are called to serve the Lord for eternity. It's not a moment, and so, and I don't see it here in this house, but I'll just put it out there so you guys can guard the culture too. We don't say things in this church like, well, I've done my time. You know, I've once heard early on in my ministry, and it broke my heart, I went to someone, that, like a, um, a grandma in the church, who I thought, man, this is a woman that just has a legacy to leave. And I saw that she wasn't doing anything, but I saw that she had a heart for kids. And I said, have you ever thought of serving in, in kids' ministry? And she said, I did my time. And I don't think that's going to work with Jesus. I'm sorry, but children's ministry is not going to stop in heaven. If you know how many abortions there are and how many, how many children, the, the kingdom of heaven belongs to these. There's no Jesus, I did my time. It's, it's, it, you're ne- it's never too late. It's never the end. You know that we're all called to serve for the rest of our life, to serve him, to serve his bride, to serve the church. I think it's just going to change. We're going to float around in clouds up there and ride Harleys in the air. <laughs> we might get to do that too. I don't know, but we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. We're going to praise him. What was the, the verse this morning that popped up on you, version, or was it yesterday? In Revelations about the vision of crowds of people, even animals bowing down, serving and worshiping God. Seas of people, it says in Revelation, serving the Lord. Like it doesn't stop. We don't stop serving, right? You with me? So then Simeon um, blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. He's talking to Mary and Joseph. How many of us um, have had a word spoken over us in God's house, in the church? Show of hands, if you've had a word spoken over you. Confirmation, wow, everyone's got their hand up. So, This child, it says, is destined. How many children in God's house are destined? All of them. All of them. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned, that he destined for us to do long ago. So point two, before we can transition, we need to be saturated in truth. 
saturated in truth. If this is the Greek definition, to be saturated, Jesus' parents needed to hear the truth that their son would cause the rise and fall of many and that the sacrifice and suffering would be a part of transitioning souls from being lost to found. This is all connected, and I want you guys to know that, that there is a a transition that we get to go through in laying down our lives for the sake of others. Where else are you going to find the truth but in God's word and among those devoted? In his church, in his community. Anna, wow. You know, I've read this so many times, I don't remember about Anna. I remember the word Anna, but I didn't remember that Anna, it says specifically there, gave up her whole life fasting and praying in the temple daily. Day and night, it says. What? Why else was the Holy Spirit so revealed through these people that were devoted to the church? Right? Simeon and Anna, they didn't miss the miracle. Right? Because they were planted in the house of the Lord. And they were serving God. And so... um, Mary and Joseph, upon dedicating Jesus in the temple, would hear about his destiny as well as theirs in the temple. So to be found is to be saturated by our Savior. That's where we need to be found, saturated by Jesus. You know, the best compliment you can ever get is is somebody say, I see Jesus in you. I think that's the best compliment I've ever gotten. I look in your eyes, I see Jesus. When When I talk to you, I see Jesus, and I'm like... Oh, when you get that compliment, you know you're saturated. The only way that people are going to see that is if you're saturated, right? Otherwise, you're just going to look like everybody else. But we are saturated because you men stand out among all the other men in the church. You know that, right? Because you're saturated. But you choose to soak in his presence. You choose to be saturated. You, you choose to go all in and go deep, right? Instead of having your, just your toe in the water. Verse 43, after the festival was over... While his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. I love this. We're going to talk about this more today. The same scripture we're going in today. But I want to point out this, that my position, I want to talk about my position versus God's position. Your position versus God's, sorry, presence. Your position versus God's presence. You ever felt like you were going one way and that God wasn't following you or you thought he was following you when in reality you were just going your own way? Okay, good. This is what came to me, okay? I'm like, man, here we go, Lord. You know, and you're like, how come you're not following me? Because it's not supposed to be that way. That's exactly what happened with Mary and Joseph. You think that you've had frustrating times. Try losing the Son of God, right? You know, and having to stress, the scripture says, for three days. It was a day once they realized they lost him. It was another two days before they found him. Three days. He was lost. So, (laughs) three days, and you literally lost the way. Okay? Not just your way, you lost the way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life, right? You lost the way. So you probably never viewed Jesus as lost, right? Which he wasn't. In reality, he wasn't. It was his parents that were lost. Jesus was right where he was supposed to be, doing right what he was supposed to be doing. Where was he? In God's house. Verse 49, why have you been searching for me? He asked, didn't you know I had to be where? In my father's house or about my father's business. You got two translations there, right? So we need to be able to differentiate between busyness versus God's business. Come on. 
many times we will just do our own thing and expect God is following us. Just like Jesus' parents. They're just doing their thing. Oh yeah, Jesus is following us. But when they thought he was lost, where did they end up finding him? In the church. Man, that's a beautiful place to find your child, right? And find the son of God. But our position is always to be in God's presence serving him. To be found is to be soaked in his presence. Soaked. His kingdom come. Unfortunately, we always take on the, our position to serve continually in his presence. His, his parents showed up for the Passover festival, and then they were going back without the presence of Jesus. Like literally. Like literally. Not figuratively. Literally. They came, they showed up for a festival for an event, and then they went on their way and they did their thing without the presence of Jesus. It's important that we don't just do church, but we understand that we are the church and our position is to serve. Isn't just for a season, but again, it is for life, man. To live our lives, what? As a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this is our true and proper worship, Romans 12, verse 1. Verse 45, when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. So when we get lost or when we feel lost, it's important that we come back to the church. It is there that we will find Christ. Every time we gather, we do so. Why? So that the lost can come home and the lost can be saved. Our focus, men, must be and always be on the lost. Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So if you're feeling lost, or in some way that you feel that you've gone astray, remember you are called to what? Stay. You're called to stay. There are others that are literally waiting on you men, and they are looking to you men. There will be all kinds of opportunities in this season to go astray. But that is the definition of lost. The definition to be found is to stay. So our takeaway is this. When I feel that I've gone astray, I myself, will, I remind myself that I am soaked, <laughs> I am saturated, and I am staying. Come on, say it with me. I am soaked, I am saturated, and I am staying. You know what? You have that in your heart. That is covenant relationship. Being soaked, saturated, and staying. I'm just going to pray, and then I'll pass it off to you guys for comments. Father God, thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for bringing all these men that have been soaked in your presence, saturated in you, and Lord, that are staying and planted in the house of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we pray for all those men that we are called to reach and all the women and children that are lost. May our focus always be on the lost. Lord Jesus, thank you for the opportunity of your grace and your love and your truth that we get to speak today to one another that lifts us up, that builds us up, and that sends us out. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.